Welcome everyone to Fandom Rant Radio, where we recently got done watching this small indie film that you may or may not have heard of called Zack Snyder's Justice League. Wait, uh, Snyder? Justice League? What was, what was it again, Peter? Zack Snyder's Justice League. Oh. I thought DC owned them. What? Well, this is the, this was, uh, is this part of yeah. phase four of MCU? Snyder, he owns... Justice League now? Wait. So you're saying like Steven Spielberg's Jaws. Were we supposed to watch this movie before Jack this Jack Kirby's episode? New Gods, like that. Are you guys talking about Justice League? <laughs> <laughs> is, this to be- is this the one that came out in 2017? No, this is... Was it? Uh, this, this must be just like... We're the- not talking about Endgame. Or- I'm so confused. Wait, is this just the- <laughs> This is the bonus disc, right? No, this, this is, is all reel? deleted scenes. Blu-ray bloopers, you know? Yeah. <laughs> in HD. Imagine. Imagine if we were that sheep. It's a Pixar short. <laughs> a four-hour <laughs> Pixar short. <laughs> hey, yes. It's a new thing they're trying called Pixar Long. Come on, boys. we got to record this episode, and we got to record it now. <laughs> all right, guys. Welcome to our fandom rant reflection of Zack Snyder's Justice League. We have been waiting to do this for so long. Um... And we are just going to dive right into it and not waste any time because we've waited long enough for this movie and we don't want you guys to wait any longer for our reflection, our thoughts, and our breakdown. So guys, before we hop into this review and breakdown, I want to hear first from Peter, then Steven, um, and we'll go around the table, but I want to hear initial thoughts after we watch it. So just kind of uh, before we hop into that, sorry. We actually rented out um, uh, pr- projector equipment and, you know, projected it in our backyard. We had like a grill. So out. epic. It was so awesome. Um, so we were all there experiencing it together. But Peter and Steven, and then we'll go to us, the boys at Phantom Honestly, Rant. that was like just as hype as like just being in a theater. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was, it was honestly it was even more It was like hype. a theater with just the homies. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah, we, we could, could talk, talk to each other. Yeah. <laughs> We talked so much. Yeah, we and we can pause out. so I can pee. Yes. But oh. Peter, start with you, Peter. First reactions. Like, while we're watching this thing, I just, what were you thinking? And then at the end, like, man, what were your thoughts about Zack Snyder's Justice League? Ooh, man. Uh, I mean, three hours later. Been... <laughs> anyone who's listened to Fandom Rant and has heard me on the uh, on the podcast knows that I am a, I'm a very um big snyder cut supporter i guess you could say that like nah. you know no that's you're thinking <laughs> no, of the Peter, other guy you are a snyder cut disciple <laughs> <laughs> yeah from you know all the breakdowns of um you know what we were gonna see and in our through our journey to the snyder cut series to yeah. um you know all the other episodes and me hyping up the snyder cut and saying it was going to be released well before it was even announced um yeah, I mean, going into this, it was very surreal. Um, I remember talking with Ryan about it beforehand. I'm like, bro, this is actually happening. Yeah. Um, and man, if I had to say like one word um, that in terms of after the movie, to really describe the movie, I'd say satisfying. Yeah. Like, I mean, this is probably the most satisfying movie experience that I've ever had. I mean, I don't think it's like, it's not my favorite movie of all time. It's not like, you know, among even my like i i mean i sure we'll t- i'm sure we'll talk about this later but i mean 
it's right now number three for Snyder's DCU movies for me. Mm-hmm. But for me, just like the weight of saying, oh, will this movie ever come out? Will it ever see the light of day? And then actually experiencing and watching all four, four hours of it. And for me to be truly like happy with how everything was, I mean, just satisfying. Yeah. Such an inc- it was such an incredible experience watching this. Like, yeah, we had that conversation before we started. And you, I even was like, dude, you want to do like a little uh, welcome? Because like it just didn't make sense for us to start without you saying something. Honestly, um, though. That was awesome, too. But yeah. Steven, I want to hear from you because you guys are the main Snyder Cut boys. So, Steven, what were you thinking? Because I, I know I know you don't like this movie, so we want to get yeah, some Yeah, no, opinions. I actually hate this movie. <laughs> uh, such a disappointment. Yeah, take a Birds sticky of Prey dump. takes a dump over this film. Oh. That's all I want to say. <laughs> Do we even need to say that? Yeah. It's Birds obvious. of Prey, cinematic gold. Uh, you know, this movie uh, exceeded what I thought was going to happen. I think Peter was probably more high on how good the film was going to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was just really excited to see these characters and the journey that Zach had started off in Man of Steel and BVS uh, come into fruition. And we, we, we got that. Yeah. Uh, for sure. It was, it was a satisfying feeling as like what Peter already said, it was very satisfying at the, the end of it. It had me wanting more mm-hmm. in, in the best way possible. Yeah. So, yeah. A hundred, such a satisfying movie. Oh, and 100%. I'll turn it over to Devin and Clay, and then I'll talk last. But I want to hear Devin. Let's oh, hear. Okay. Because Devin, yeah. Devin has been on a huge high. Like, he's yeah, even I'm said really, to us, I'm really bad. guys, I think I might like this more than Avengers because that might be the most, you know, <laughs> comparable so movie to yeah. the MCU in terms of, you know, first team up. Mm-hmm. But, Devin, let's hear from you. No, honestly, I am so high on this movie. I mean, I love the other two films, so and the Snyderverse in general, and I just felt like this connected so well with them. Not to mention, this is like the magical, yeah, the fridge. But this is like the magical unicorn of cinema. Like, this like shouldn't have happened at all. This never has happened. Yeah. So it was so cool seeing this come to light and seeing a director actually finally get his vision completed. Like, because you never see that. Once mm-hmm. it's done, it's usually done. But I noticed that it was a great film. It completely epic exactly what you expect the justice league movie should be yeah and which makes me so happy because it just was so disappointing seeing the 2017 version justice league (laughs) and seeing like this is i've waited years i've loved justice league as a kid and this is this is the best you got it was stinky yeah it was (laughs) it was poopy (laughs) it was poopy. poopy honestly so this was like and seeing it i've seen this twice now and even the second time was even better because you just catch more things. Because it's a four-hour oh, yeah. film, you're oh, gonna yeah. more you watch this, the more you're gonna catch, the more you can digest, which is just so cool. It's everything I want in superhero movies right now. Hell so yeah. yeah, that's my two cents. All right, Clint, let's Clint, hear from it's you. It's all you. As he wiggles the mic over there. You know, I don't think I've actually come out of a movie this satisfied or thought about it this much after since I saw 2049 in, in theaters. Dang. Wow. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie. Like usually, like uh, yeah, I know I, I haven't I've been really thinking about this movie. I haven't felt a way about this movie since like yeah, 2017. It's really Dang. rare, at least for me, because always I have my expectations for a film like this, especially a long-awaited film like this. It's it's pretty high. And a good majority of the time, honestly, like the hype never meets it. 
Uh, usually, I think that's what people say with most films, at least when it comes to me, when someone really hides up something certain. And so when that happens and it exceeds it, then... Dude. Then honestly, this is this is why I'm comparing it to when I saw 249. Because when I saw 249, I knew it was going to be good, but I didn't know it was going to be that good. Mm-hmm. This is the same exact case. I knew this was going to be good, but yeah. I didn't know it was like, dude, this good. Zach does a very great way of tying in these three movies together mm-hmm. and making it cohesive. And you know what? It's it's not even just that. It's just like it's very rewatchable. I think what he's done with all three of these films is very very rewatchable. Oh yes, and it doesn't. And also doesn't even feel. I want to be honest. It doesn't feel like four hours. I was gonna no. say that. Yeah. It doesn't feel like four hours. Like with Endgame, it feels like three hours. Endgame feels like three hours. And you know, maybe my theater experience with Endgame was obviously better. But with this, I think it's overall the better movie and it's the better film, mm-hmm. in my personal opinion. And you know what? Honestly, it might be. It might be the best, like, if this came out last decade, it might be probably one of the best superhero movies of the last decade. Probably, in all honesty, it's, like, up there with Avengers. I think me and Devin can actually kind of agree on that. Yeah, actually. Maybe we're on a high, but, you know, seeing something like this actually meet. Also, this is the director's cut, by the way. Right. Mm -hmm. This has now replaced Return of the King as the director's cut. Yeah. (laughs) I think so, because now, because I think me and Devin were were talking about this, is that now it's like synonymously known as like Zack Snyder's Justice League. Right. Yeah. So his name's directly tied with it. But no, I was left satisfied and I love this movie. That's pretty much it. Yeah. Yeah. I I would say like all all of us, I think, can agree that it's kind of a scary thought that we've been anticipating this for so long. So like, honestly, Matt would joke, what if it actually sucks? So like, there's always like that. We all joked back about that, yeah. Like we know it wouldn't <laughs> suck, but like we were always thinking like, we're kind of we might be overhyping. Like it's just supposed to be you know Justice League, the yeah. conclusion to his trilogy. Um, but man, I'm not I'm not here to say it's yeah. a cinematic masterpiece, but such an incredibly rewarding movie if you love Man of Steel and BVS. Yeah, once you like see that's the thing though. This was made for Snyder verse fans and yes. DC fans. So when you know. And, you know, I've seen those movies like like I have and like all these boys have so many times. Yeah. When you watch this, you feel so rewarded, mm-hmm. like more than any other movie experience I've had, truly. Oh, yeah. Because it's just like it's exactly like even the even the beginning movie. I like how like they keep on the trend of connecting from the last movie. Yes. Mm-hmm. At the at the start of BVS, it's it's the ending of Man of Steel. It's the climax of Man of Steel. And then at the beginning of this is the ending of BVS. Mm-hmm. And they all feel so fluid and connected. So cohesive. And not in a forced way. And that's what's so awesome. It's so amazing that one man thought of all this. Yeah. That's the, what's so crazy. The great thing about this movie is even though it's concluding, you know, Superman and Batman's arc from the past two movies, really Superman's, um, it introduces two main, like, well, I guess Aquaman as well, three huge characters that have their own character us arcs and are fleshed out in this movie as well um so yeah i would say that the the actual story and the plot of the movie isn't like the most mind-blowing but they have like subplots so you know flash and his dad cyborg and his dad um you know dark side's overarching plot with the anti-life equation there's so many other things going into this that make it really a spectacle but they don't they're not even just subplots they're exactly what a subplot should be support the main plot exactly yeah. and they all feel connected it never feel like no scene like rewatching the second i was like no scene feels wasted 
Yeah. Like no scene I actually like thought was like, okay, you know what? I'm going to look at my phone. I'm going to get bored. Yeah. Like, if this is a four hour movie we're talking about, I should be bored. And that's what's so crazy. And I feel like yeah. this is going to change movies and how people watch them from now on. Like we were talking about earlier about streaming services. Mm-hmm. Like I can understand a runtime being a negative in like a theater experience because mm-hmm. you're stuck there. You can't pause. But seeing this, this is awesome because, you know, it's, you know, you can divide it into seven parts. So you don't have to watch it all at once. It's almost like a mini series. So I, I honestly, yeah. from now on, that's kind of what I want because you get more, you get more time with these characters, you get more depth, and it just feels, you know, more full. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. more full. It's not, yeah. it's not, it's not a half cooked meal. Yes, it's a full course. So you guys have heard our initial reactions. So you know, before we keep talking more, we want to hear from you guys. Um, so you know, what did you guys, our listeners, think? So um, some of these comments were, you know, can't believe DC tried changing this movie it's a million times better than theatrical and honestly i really don't even think it's comparable <laughs> I yeah i think it's close like not only is this the better version it's just a phenomenal film and it's a fact, different version too it's a completely different film it's a different movie yeah yeah no just the fact that they're they, they watched it and they're like Nah, <laughs> it's mind-boggling. <laughs> yeah, it just yeah. Hey guys, uh, this isn't close enough to the MCU formula, so we're gonna change it. It yeah, almost you know feels purposeful. Is, you know what is close to the DC or the MCU formula? Do you bleed? <laughs> it's literally like a term paper that you completely <laughs> forgot about all semester, and you're yeah. like, you know what? I got a, I got a few hours. Yeah. So I'll just do the best so I, think, I can. I think we can all agree in this reflection episode. We're not really going to be comparing it to the theatrical. No. Mm-hmm. We're really just going to be breaking it down for all of its glory. Yeah. And if you've seen the theatrical, you know exactly what we're talking about. And if you've seen the theatrical, I'm so sorry. Yeah, I'm so. It's the pain that gets rewarded. More, uh, more comments coming in. Uh, ten out of ten. A super epic movie redefined the term epic. Um, Cyborg and Flash are both great characters that I want more of. Um, which I think we can all agree those two characters were incredible. Peter, did you leave out. that Cyborg's comment? like, <laughs> no. It wasn't even me. Yeah, this is not even Peter. <laughs> no, we just, no, guys, like, with this movie, I think we can all agree, majority of general audience was like, dang, that was fun. Mm-hmm. That yeah. was a fun ride. Honestly, I, I pretty much everybody I know loves this movie except. Uh oh. She will go nameless. <laughs> <laughs> One that should not be named. Um, no, but what I, something that I think is super, super cool is obviously we know the polarizing reaction to Snyder's previous DCEU movies, Man of Steel and BBS. Obviously, the yeah. theatrical cut of BBS didn't help with that. But just like the creative choices that, you know, were made caused a lot of, you know, people to be split, um, mm-hmm. whether that was criti- critics yeah. or whether that was the audience. But it's like, it's such a relieving feeling um, to be like, Wait, we don't have to defend this movie right now, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? It's like honestly, you know, we, it's like fans of like we're fans of like Man of Steel and like BVS, and it's like you like constantly have to go and like defend those movies and say why they're good. But whereas the general audience, even and like critics too, like they've like latched on and been like, "Yo, this is a really good movie," and they like this movie. And it's I, obviously like Snyder didn't have obviously like in terms of that one super controversial decision that he's made in each movie, whether it was like Man of Steel, it was Superman killing Zod. That was like the controversial moment of that movie. And then BVS, it was 
um, the Martha scene. And so you have all these like, you have like that one big moment in each of those movies where people were just like all up in arms about, whereas this movie is just like, no one's really complaining about anything yeah. major. And it's that's not, like, yeah. that's like, yeah. It's like, we can just sit back, relax and, you know, enjoy it. You know, it's crazy. The only real nitpick I have with this is the way they uh, edit the music and the score in it, which we'll talk about later. I'm sure. Uh, but like, honestly, I don't really care. Like the music's amazing. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I can nitpick that, but like I, I, I would much rather have an uh, overuse of music rather than an underuse. Oh, that 100%. Makes sense. I, I agree. And that, it's just funny. Like just seeing that the second time around, my complaints have completely dwindled. Mm-hmm. Like it, at this point, it's just yeah. like me nitpicking at small things. Yeah. But other than that, as, as a whole, I, I love it. Like there's, there's nothing I really, yeah. there's nothing that stands out as like that should have been not in there. I hate it. Like there's nothing. Yeah. And for all you listeners, your boys at Fandom Rant have at least seen it twice or more. Yes. Uh, I think it's been two and a half times for me. Peter, how many times have you watched this film so far? Here's the real answer. Less than me. Here, This is going to break <laughs> the audio recording right here. Less than Steven. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> more than two times, though. Wait, Steven, <laughs> what is the exact number? So certain scenes, I've, I've seen like the entire movie through, let's say, three times. Uh, and then certain scenes I've seen five plus or okay. more. The the count did uh, rise uh, during work today. Uh oh. <laughs> yes. Oh my god. Yes. I'm only yeah, at two. But like that's what's so great about um you know spectacle movies like this. Like there are multiple scenes that I'm just gonna go back. Like for one example, let's get into this, boys. Let's talk about this movie, the Amazons versus Steppenwolf fight. Yes. Oh, that scene, that whole scene. Best act, what, top top tier action, my gosh. What a great way to introduce a villain. Oh, what a yeah. great yeah. way. So good. Yeah. And uh, not going to lie, dude, like, Amazon's put up one hell of a fight. Dude, yeah. No, I like Yo, lines. girls get it done. Dude, ladies do get it done. I'm, I'm scared of those. Dude, I'm scared of those Amazons who is holding the wall coming down. Bro, oh they were God. so ripped. Jesus, I've never man. felt like I should work out more in my life I'm than so watching that scene. Show me your horniness. <laughs> we have no horniness. <laughs> Count me in a scared and horny. Keep that in. Show him your fear. No, honestly. Yes. Like, yes. I like the line that Steppenwolf says later. He's like, you know what? You know what's funny? You actually could have defended them. Something, something like that. I forgot what, what's the exact line he says. Yes. You, like you could have protected them from me or something along the lines of that. He said you actually could have, which is so, which he's right. Honestly, they gave him such a fight. If Wonder Woman was there, including all the Amazons, mm-hmm. I don't think the guy was going to make it out. Although he did chuck like three horses and it was awesome. Yeah. And his suit. Let's talk about oh his suit. God. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, my. Here we go. Yeah, let's talk about Steppenwolf for a second. His oh armor, bro. The the V. I think it was Weta that that was the VFX house that worked on Steppenwolf's CGI. But bro, hats off to them. Oh like the amount my. of effort it probably took for them to like be able to make him look that good and mm-hmm. have the armor like it's fully reflective, constantly moving. Mm. Like the only pr- the only thing hats gets- off to them. The only thing I could say about Steppenwolf's armor, like as but like, you know, a huge compliment is just it's so alien. Yeah, it's like Zach did a very good job on making it otherworldly. Like this is, yeah. I have not seen anything like this. I'm gonna be honest. But I do, at least I in do, a movie. Yeah. Rewatching this movie and watching Steppenwolf scenes, like 
Such I, a great I'm just villain. Like, I genuinely have never seen an individual character CGI animation in live action better than this. Like, I'll say it. Like, I, I, I can't think of anything that comes to mind with an individual character animation that's better in live action. It just, every scene with him just blows me away. The action scenes are good. Such a great voice. Puppy eyes, Steppenwolf. Puppy dude. eyes, Steppenwolf. I'd do anything. They even tried to flush him out a little bit. Like, it dude, even made sense why okay. he was there. No, yeah. You know the general audience likes this movie. When you see fan pages for <laughs> Puppy eyes, Steppenwolf start <laughs> popping up. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, but even just beyond his looks, like, I mean, in theatrical, man just was conquering Earth for, okay. And, oh, my God, oh, yeah. God the, my God. In this, in this, they actually give him depth and he's fleshed out because, you know, he's on a, a trek to conquer all these like, worlds for a mistake that he made in the past just to go home to Apocalypse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A poor boy just wanted to go the home. Legendary, the legendary skin in this. Oh, my gosh. First, the really shitty default. Yeah. And I will say, so Darkseid's in this movie. I will say, hot take from Ryan, I like Steppenwolf's design more than Darkseid's. I think it's – well, let me re-say that. I think it's more Unique. impressive. More yeah. impressive. Uh, yeah, with the armor alone. Yes. Even Zack Snyder said, like, I think he said, like, I wanted to have something that the audience has never seen. And going off what Clint said, it is something. Like, I've never seen, like, an alien-like armor that looks yeah. so interesting. It's, like, constantly moving. Yeah. Like, even when he has, like, it's so cool when he has, like, all the arrows in him and he just cuts them all off. Uh-huh. So badass. I mean, make no mistake. I, I think uh, Darkseid's armor and look is amazing. And the, yeah. I, I can imagine any other way in live action. That's just how impressive Steppenwolf yeah. is. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Let's dive into a little bit of a character study. So we've talked about Steppenwolf and, you know, our love for this guy. Um, But, you know, the main characters of this movie, and we'll kind of rank these based on screen time, is Wonder Woman. Um, She definitely has the most screen time at an hour and 28 minutes. Um, And so, you know, one of of the first scenes we get with her is, you know, the um, one when she saves the London hostage Uh crisis. Oh, gosh. (laughs) Yeah, I will say that. That uh, what 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 would you call that? I like liked a, it. It's like an ancient Arabic limitation. It's like a it's like an ancient Greek because she's like a god, basically a yeah. Greek god. I, I call it the Amazon theme. It's like the Amazon, Amazon theme, theme, and they mm-hmm. integrate that with the theme, which is really dope. I I like it. Uh-huh. I guess we're on the same page. That's like overused. they overused, overused it. Oh. <laughs> they overused. But I feel that's like what was with that, the thing. Oh yeah, what were we gonna say? Yeah. So something Junkie XL actually said. Obviously, he composed it. He. Um, worked on both Man of Steel and BVS with Hans Zimmer. Something that he said was this was his, how he would have made the Wonder Woman theme had he done BVS on his own. And he basically talked about how he wanted to like capture like the femininity of Wonder Woman and like the Amazons, how like, you know, they kick butt, all that. Um, and so he brought in like an Iranian singer, which is obviously like the voice that we hear. And I really like how it's like, it's, he didn't just like abandon the theme. Obviously, we like her, yeah. like that electric cello or however you want to call it, that riff um, that Hans Zimmer created. Yeah. Um, but he basically um, used basically the voice in the same rhythm as um, as the riff that Hans Zimmer created for her, which I liked. And obviously, like yeah, we talked about how it is. You know, even I think so that it, he does kind of overuse it in a way. Like from a light motif perspective, using it like how she's on screen, it's used properly. It's just overdone i feel like and i yeah i personally would have liked for him to have um used the um, the like the electric cello riff more often so that it balanced it out that's what i would have kind of wished he would have done i feel like i feel like the intention was mainly because 
especially with even with the previous two films, whenever they play a theme, they want it to have make sense in the scene and to have it boost not only the character that's on screen or the but also the situation. And they do that with the JL theme as well. Like they they play it during the original Age of Heroes, which I really like. I will get to that later, yeah. but mm-hmm. I that that's my thing. Yeah, it does feel overused cuz it it's like we really don't always see that. And a lot of superhero movies usually it's just like they play it for one time, maybe the one you know, pan shot of the team. But other than that, I actually don't hate it because it feels like it feels like very gladiator Troy ancient warrior type thing, which, you know, yeah. Connie Nielsen is from gladiator. So, so it makes sense. Well, her well, mom, her mom. That's what we what we can take from that is Devin will defend this movie to his last. Break. No, honestly, I am <laughs> the biggest simp and defend defender of Schneider Cut besides Peter yeah. and the most bros. But uh, moving down the line, so Batman, Bruce Wayne has an hour and 26 minutes of screen time, yes. so second most. So I want to ask Peter and Steven, so you guys are the, the huge BVS mains. Batman in that movie is awesome. It has a reverse character arc. And, you know, we've been waiting years to see, you know, this character play out. How did you guys, how did it live up to you guys' expectations? First, I just want to say Batman on a horse. Yeah, it's Batman hot, on the horse. Hot, <laughs> say no oh. less. And like, okay, I don't want to get off a tangent, but like the the, the epilogue or the pro, wait, wait, the, the pro, prologue, prologue. Like my goodness, nine minutes of just beautiful cinematic Looks shots. Like Batman begins like the same ice glacier. Literally, I counted. Scenery. It's literally three and a half minutes of just Batman in Iceland. Like, okay, please. And even when he like see, meets uh, when he's asking to talk to the aquaman quote unquote that that seems like similar in Justice league but it's like it feels completely different like it's a similar scene. it's another example of a similar scene that's just way way better in every single way like i remember like in the Justice league he's like what are those and it's like just the boxes just happen to be in the mother boxes just happen to be on the wall and there's aquaman <laughs> holding a fish or yeah i heard you talk anyway, to fish yeah. steven how do oh, you sorry how'd i you like batman you know, I thought Batman uh, was well done. I, he's like on this quest to to redeem himself, so he has to assemble this team that can defend the Earth because of the nightmares he's had. He has to do these things in order to to prove that to himself, I guess that that he can redeem himself, and uh, he accomplishes the goal, obviously, hence Justice League. But we see the these drastic measures he'll go to to atone for his sins, mm-hmm. whether it's assembling the team and as soon as the option of reviving Superman's there, you know he doesn't hesitate. It's like you know Aquaman's like, hey, "It's a good idea." Yes, it's a great idea. Can you keep doing it? <laughs> <laughs> Don't stop. <laughs> it's so a bad idea. No, keep going. No, keep going. <laughs> keep going. <laughs> it almost I feel like original like Batman was like he did it out of fear. Now he does it basically out of hope. Something that is, um, I think is really cool is he goes from being this guy who's paranoid out of his mind, who's only like, he's, it's like, you know, if we believe there's even a 1% chance, you know, we have to take it as an absolute certainty to being like faith, Alfred, faith, like, Mm -hmm. and being a guy who's who's fully like, you know, the redeemed Batman that we've been talking about. Like, I think people looking at this movie are actually seeing what Snyder's original plan was. It was to bring these heroes out of this because people act like, oh, BVS and the tone of that movie and everything. We're just going to be the whole tone and everything Zack Snyder was doing with these characters. But it's like, no, it's like 
the whole point of Superman was this arc. He was taking him on a journey. Same for Batman. He's starting at this low point and he's bringing up and Superman has helped him see the light. And now when people are actually seeing that, they're like, oh, so that was the point of BBS. Oh, that's, you know, that's the point of Man of Steel. Yeah. And so I think us actually seeing this movie has caused so many people, even people who didn't like Man of Steel and BBS, who weren't fans of those movies, to really come around after they see Justice League and, you know, see what Snyder was actually planning with these characters. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's just like he keeps the tone of like the same of the first two, but also feels like a team up superhero movie. And he balances that very well, which is cool. Like you said, he's like, we we get we got out from like the start of that. Now we can finally move on to, you know, the Justice League vibes, but still keep the, you know, that darkness tone. Mm-hmm. Like you said, Peter, like, uh, which I really love that uh, Nolan said that about uh, Snyder is that like he brought comics to the real world. Christopher Nolan brought comics to the real world and Zack Snyder brought the real yeah. world to comics. Yeah. 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 I, so that's exactly what he did, mm-hmm. which is still so amazing. Yeah. So then moving on to really the heart of this film, which was Cyborg, Victor Stone, yeah, um, with quite a bit of screen time. And I know Clint has a lot he wants mm. to say about Cyborg. Victory <laughs> so we'll, we'll Stone. Kick, we'll kick it off with uh, Clint, but what an incredible character, man. Oh, dude, they did Cyborg <laughs> so well. And I think this is, honestly, I remember back in 2017, I think this is the thing that I was most worried about. When they first announced Justice League, I think before even they kicked off uh, Zack Snyder, was I was so worried about Cyborg, especially the way he looked. I was just like, I don't know how you can do this character, especially with people who are like unfamiliar with like the Justice League, like current Justice League comics or even like the beginning of the New 52 that recognize like Cyborg as like, you know, a member of the Teen Titans, not the Justice League. Mm -hmm. So I always thought of it as this, you know, oh, this is uh, I don't know about this. Let's see how it goes. And, you know, after all of these years and actually hearing Zach himself saying it during fandom that like, you know, Cyborg's the the heart of the movie, that gave me actually some some pretty good hope. And so seeing that in fruition, it was just it was amazing. Like, honestly, seeing Cyborg uh, portrayed with having so much heart and so much backstory, it's it's great, especially for a character like him, which he's probably the least unknown out of the six which I think is a very good thing to do. Even the scene, like I love this scene, which is one of the highlights of the movie, is when his dad is explaining what he can do. Like that before, like before that, like I knew Cyborg's pretty OP, he can do a lot of shit, but like this is like, dang. Like each one of these characters have are like very overpowered in their own rights, which is so cool. Like he can literally, on a thought, launch all the nuclear weapons, or like control all the finances. He can literally give me more stimulus checks like i love cyborg <laughs> yeah ray fisher's performance was like a, you know an even bigger selling point like obviously like yeah. just how his character was written but i mean he like i think definitely gave us the standout performance of the film um and really just like i mean there's that moment of i think it's it's something we don't really see in comic book movies or just i guess you know movies in general it's like that moment where he he helps that struggling mother or whatever um and deposits like all that money like into her bank account oh, and it's just like tear up <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. It's, and it's like you know it's just like those simple acts of kindness it's like that's nothing on a big scale he didn't save anyone from you know he didn't save the world from 
like a, some super villain in that moment. It was just like he saw someone in need and helped them. And what his father yeah. even said to him was, you know, the, the most difficult part isn't you y- using your, these abilities you have. It's not using them. Yeah. And honestly, I'll say it. One of my favorite things, I thought about this the other day, my favorite things about Cyborg and Flash is both of them have this interesting dynamic with their dads. Like you have Flash on one hand who wants nothing or just wants nothing more than to be with his dad and have his dad in his life. Then there's Cyborg who just wants his dad out of his life. So it's this kind of cool balance of man, like, you know, managing their prior, like uh, the storytelling and, you know, how they get integrated into this team and saving the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, there's other subplots as well, but those are definitely my favorite where, you know, it's just these two human guys who are just kind of navigating their new powers and, you know, becoming more than just themselves. Oh, yeah. And I think it's proper to do it. Like, they're probably the two most, I mean, obviously, besides Batman and uh, Diana, they're the two most prominent characters in there because they're the two new, like the two newest ones. And it's really cool also to see, like, they have, Zack does such a great way of displaying superpowers. Like, with oh. Cyborg and Flash, like, oh, my gosh, man. Oh, yeah. Dude. Oh, like with Devin, I'm going off what Devin's saying. Like it actually makes me think that's like Cyborg's overpowered as hell, man. Same thing with the Flash. I think this is probably some of the best like anything that we can get with. Obviously, probably besides the X Men movies, this is the best you know scenery of like super speed I've ever seen in my entire yeah. life. Probably, yeah. probably the most we'll I'll probably ever see. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. So then yeah, let's talk about Barry Allen, the Flash. So another yes. big character of this movie, which. I will say, at first, I thought his dialogue was cheesy, and I wasn't a big fan. But then after Steven and I kind of really talked about it, like, his brain's just moving so fast, he just spits everything that's coming out. Um, and then, you know, he has some pretty incredible scenes. Oh, You know, yeah. going for that glizzy. Oh, when for sure. When he gets the glizzy. <laughs> um, yeah, he, so perfect. Save a woman or get a, gl- a glizzy, you know. Let's do both. Why not both? Yes. <laughs> I love Flash him as like, the comic relief because that's how kind of like Flash has always been. At least the Wally West that I was first introduced to before like Barry in the Justice League series. Mm-hmm. But like I, he is like we've talked about like he's not fully Wally though. He just has Barry Allen's background. But he's he, like he's more of a quirkier Wally he's West. He's a quirky like character and he's yeah. not like – Barry Allen. He's Very not unique. like Wally West. He's this original character that kind of yeah. created. Yeah. And it's really interesting to see because he has that that heart of Barry Allen. You know that. Yeah. The go to Cyborg and ask him, dude, are you all right? While everyone else is assessing the situation mm-hmm. of what happened with the mother boxes and oh what we're doing next, he <laughs> has that human heart and he keeps the league grounded in their yeah. humanity. Like yeah. even just going off the humor for this film, I thought it was perfectly balanced. It was this movie wasn't humorless, and it was just enough to where it didn't overstay its welcome. Unlike uh, you know the previous Justice League movie, mm-hmm. and like it's just like that. Those are some of the movies I love the most. Just like how they have a balance, good balance of everything, not too much you know of one thing, but a combination of all yeah. of it. Yeah, just like all of the Justice League members. Yeah. I was trying to make a connection there, mm-hmm. and I I want to skip to Lois Lane in this movie because. I know we've talked about how, you know, in, B- in Man of Steel, she's kind of a plot device. BVS, she becomes a... BVS, she's amazing. I'll she, fight anyone who says otherwise. She becomes awesome. It has her own little plot um, and detective side story. And then kind of back in this movie, she's also a plot device again. But I thought something that was interesting that I caught the second time around watching it 
is all of her scenes where she gets coffee. Shout out to Zack Snyder. Hey, Zack Snyder oh, yeah. cameo in the coffee shop. And the coffee art. That was Alex AJ Constable or <laughs> Kensler. <laughs> oh. Um, but when she goes and what? visits his uh, destroyed memorial, um, it just shows that she's still in the first phase of loss. She's in denial yeah. and grief. Yeah. Um, and then I think that there, the scene right before Superman comes back is her kind of leaving denial where she's like, this is the last time I'm going to come. Yeah. And look at this. We're like, all right, I need to move Damn, on. I need she to go was back lucky. to work. She was so then, lucky. Like, right when she was moving on past denial, like he shows up. Um, but I would some, I think, who was I talking to where it said, we were saying like, she kind of had a, a lot of, I think it was me and you, Clint, where we felt like she had a lot of scenes that maybe weren't totally necessary. Um, but I, I just feel like it adds so much more depth to the reunion. Yeah, that makes sense. And I agree. And since she was such a pivotal part of the first two films, I think you definitely needed to include her in some way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. I, th- I thought what they did was was nice because you know she still she hasn't even been gone to, going to work yet. She hasn't gone to work since Superman has died, so it does show her in her grieving process too. You guys want to talk about the the scene, the Martian Manhunter scene? Oh boy, yeah. Oh. Let's hop to it. Let's just All right. let's just flow. Yeah, all those fan uh, theories. That is definitely. I think we can all agree, Martian Manhunter in this movie was one thing. If we I had to pick one thing, yeah, weren't the most impressed about. Yeah, I think the second time watch because the first time I was watching, I was like that was unnecessary. Really, I really didn't need that. Second time watching it, I was like, it's not enough for me to you know file a complaint with Snyder. Like, it's not <laughs> it's not enough to be like a huge negative where it drawbacks. For, you know, it's a huge drawback for the movie because he's barely even in it. Like you, you, you see him for like a few seconds, like truly in his form, and then the epilogue is basically like having a end credit scene. It did feel the like true an ending of the scene. movie is before then. That's the end yeah. of the Justice League. Think of the rest of that movie, the epilogue as a long end credit scene. That's what I yeah yeah, and that's, that's how I saw because you got the Deathstroke part, you got the the nightmare sequence, and you got the Martian Manor stuff. So I think that that's like. You know the end credits. The rest of that before yeah. then is true ending for but Justice League. Peter, I know um, it's all over the media, but I think you told me originally that it was supposed to be a Green Lantern who shows up at the very end. Mm, yeah. So obviously, like Snyder had always planned for the for Martha to be Martian Manhunter in that meeting with Lois. Yeah. Um, but he originally wanted John Stewart's Green Lantern um, to be the one who showed up. Uh, at Bruce Wayne's lake house and potentially wanted him to be accompanied by say like, you know, Hal Jordan, you know, he considered, he actually did consider Ryan Reynolds bringing him back um, as obviously a different version, not the same version as the 2011 Green Lantern, but um, why not? And he actually, (laughs) (laughs) and he actually did film um, a Jon Stewart. Like he filmed that scene in his like his driveway like at his house without one of those permission he filmed without them permission and they just said no you cannot use like green lantern so basically we would have had warner bros like and they actually didn't want him to do any more additional photography like he but he went ahead and did it anyway and um so we were able to obviously get like stuff with the nightmare stuff nightmare scenes like martian manhunter yeah Um, all of those scenes in his what garden like his like his well, backyard not the, basically no, well yeah he he filmed he did film the john stewart scene 
um, which obviously we haven't seen. Um, Gosh, I'm and, really curious who he is. <laughs> yeah, so, but Warner Bros. was like angry about it and um, didn't let him use it. And um, yeah, so we would have had Jon Stewart instead of Martian Manhunter at the end, which obviously is unfortunate. I feel like that would have flowed better because it would be like a character we've seen for the first time versus Martian Manhunter, who we had already made yeah. an appearance in the movie. Right. Um, and obviously it's a bummer. It's, it's a compromise he had to make um, because he obviously still wanted to have that scene in there. So he just put Martian Manhunter instead. Um, but yeah, we, we could have had it all, everyone, if it weren't for Warner Bros. Yeah, but it shows yeah. how passionate Snyder is. Oh, yeah. The lengths he'll go to. And I, I'm, at the end of this, we'll definitely talk about, you know, the future. Hashtag restore the Snyderverse and, you know, the progress that yeah. that's been making. Um, so I guess one of the last characters we really want to highlight is Aquaman. Um, and I definitely would say he he's very different in this than James Wan's adaptation. Gosh. Which do you guys like more? Oh, I like this version better. I like him more grumpy. <laughs> I'm all for brooding Aquaman. Yeah. He really feels like the Justice League Unlimited. Yeah. Aquaman. Yeah. I like just, it. just the asshole. Because this I see is like the original <laughs> vision, which it was. And then James Wan kind of took upon that and even changed Mara's accent. Yeah. I guess in the Justice League version, the accent is like barely detectable. There is no accent. There basically, basically is so. no accent. So James Wan took that. So it's just like, no, I definitely like his, I don't know. His character seems more interesting. I mean, now that we know what Aquaman the movie is, but his character seem more interesting in the Snyder cut. Like you want to know more of the background and exactly. You, know, you want to see Django Fett as dead. So my armor belonged to Django Fett. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I liked him. I liked the part where he like flash, like accidentally tackled him because Superman just pushed him out of the way and he's just like, Pum! He's just pointing at him. <laughs> no, I actually, yeah. I enjoyed him. Like, there's no character I, I mean, there's characters that are, get more fleshed out than others, but there's no character I say that takes away from the film. Yeah. Just cool. Mm -hmm. Now, I think it's time to get into some spoilers, boys. What do you think? Have we not? Have spoiled? we not already been spoiled? Oh, I guess it has been, yeah. We just, but like, Martian real, Manor? Real spoilers. Like, um, I want to talk about. Your guys' thoughts on how they portrayed, you know, this looming threat of dark side and collecting the anti-life equation. Because yes. the mother boxes, I think, were explained so well that they say, you know, they're just a science so advanced that we view it as magic. Um, I love that. But, like, we, I, I personally, Peter and Steven might have been like, yeah, we knew the anti-life was going to be part of this movie. I, I had no idea. I had I, no idea. I well. genuinely thought it was just going to be the I mother boxes. Yeah, I didn't think so either. I think with, with the way we knew it was with, with dark side. In comics, he only ever has one goal, right. and that's to get the anti-life equation. Yeah, that's his only purpose for existing is right. to I get guess... that equation to dominate the universe. Mm -hmm. Seeing the nightmare sequence, you know, like we know that it was going to happen again. I mm -hmm. guess you could kind of figure there was going to be this ultimate thing, and like you said, the, yeah. the ultimate thing he wants is the anti-life, which Jack doesn't. I was, I knew you were going to say it. A stupid name. <laughs> well, one thing that's interesting too is on Earth. Okay. One interesting thing we and Stephen were talking about is when Darkseid says refers to the anti-life, he just calls it anti-life, like it's a pro, like it's a noun. Yeah, it's like its own sentient it's, being. Well, it's Steppenwolf its own say equation though. Pretty sure uh, he, says no, equation. he says No, they all just refer to it as anti-life. Oh, same actually, way you refer to it as hope no, or good. I'm or... actually pretty sure he does. No, he's, no he's, well, he says anti-life. It's here. I know no, he says that. He says equation. 
I, I remember because we talked about this before, and then when I watched it the second time, I was looking for if he says it. Steppenwolf says it. Well, I mean, it is called the anti-life. But Darkseid doesn't say it. I don't know. Oh, okay. Venmo Devin. me five. Okay, Devin. All right, Devin. I am now I mean, a Snyder simp. So Steven has seen it the most. Venmo me five. <laughs> You've seen it the most, yeah. Yeah, I don't really remember Actually, hearing an uh, equation, but I could, could completely have missed it. I, But yeah. still, like, I wonder how they're going to explain that. Why, Like, how or where. Yeah. Or how, it's just an equation. But <laughs> while we're talking about Darkseid, uh, history lesson? That's what I was, Yo, I was about to yes say, sir. Age of Heroes. Just one other just incredibly, incredibly shot action sequence in this movie. I, I can just think of five right now that are just incredible oh action God. scenes, so and this cool. is one of them. Rip dark side shoulder aries um aries messed so him recovery up. time so let me think this came out should have come out before when storyboarded before infinity war infinity war did the exact same thing with aries and the axe going for the neck area hmm we'll just let that uh marinate Mm-hmm. You know what's cool about this whole scene not only just the action was great but it kind of changed my perspective a little bit because like you know, I think I always assume like you Justice League, you know, team of superheroes, but this is like I like how their Justice League is the the second age of heroes. Yeah. Like I love that. Like they're they're the new gods among us. Oh my god. You're welcome. No. You're welcome. But no. like yeah, like cause like Zeus is like basically what would you say? Superman? King Atlan's basically the Aquaman. Man is basically Batman, you know, so on and so forth. But I love that, that this is the next age. Mm-hmm. And this whole entire sequence felt very Lord of the Rings. Yes. Which I think was the intent. Oh, Am mm-hmm. I right, Peter? Yeah. Incredible act. Like, I can't, can't imagine watching so this cool. and being like, eh, let's cut it. Do we need it? <laughs> yeah. Nah, well, we you it. obviously don't work for Warner Bros, so you just don't have that capacity to understand these high concept things like cutting good action. <laughs> you know, it's like it's like in Infinity War, and you saw Thor showing up to Wakanda. Is like, do we really need that though? Yeah, no. Let's Not just really. uh, yeah. shave him and then yeah. CGI the beard onto. Well, him. That's the thing. This scene isn't. Agreed. Let's be honest. This scene isn't critical to understanding the plot of the movie, but it's like, please give it to me. Like it it's just adds so much. Out, yeah. yeah, it just adds so much more depth to the looming threat, mm-hmm. dark side. Yeah, and it makes the history of it a lot mm-hmm. more. Like, do we? What do we get for the mother box before that? Just the fact that they were here. Like, I don't even uh, remember. Stephen Wolf just... got beaten before, and then he was coming back. Yeah. Yeah. Like oh, it, uh, yeah. unite them and mother and so something. while we're talking about this whole you know looming threat me we're we're talking about the anti-life equation the other day and watching it a second time does dark side actually find out that anti-life is on earth in the history lesson or does he not find out until he Steppenwolf out, has so that vision? He finds out when Steppenwolf said, I found the planet that was that has anti-life. It's the one that repelled back, the one that we lost. Basically. Anti-life is on Earth. Anti-life is on Earth. Right. Because it's that scene where like they both create Dark Side's logo. Because yeah. the mother box it, tells him. Me and Clint were talking about this, where yeah. you said that that is the anti-life equation. I was like, no, I, it's not. I said it's the anti-life. Okay, the, only, the reason why I said it was the anti-life equation is because when Steppenwolf gets that like force vision from the mother boxes, he does the same exact thing as Darkseid. And I was just like, oh, maybe that's anti-life. But I don't, I, I don't know how they're going to portray anti-life in this movie. I was just kind of taking a guess. Yeah. Also, for, I guess, people who have no idea what the anti-life equation is, it's like 
evil E equals MC squared. Evil calculus <laughs> overrides your emotions evil math, and feelings. Evil math, which to me is like my worst enemy. Yes, <laughs> Gosh, definitely. We know. I, I do wake up in cold sweats. And then if you don't know what anti-life is, anti-life just basically makes you dark side slave. It's like, it's like uh, have you ever been to Disneyland? It's like the fast pass, really. So it's... You know, dark side can what? use. Dark, <laughs> no, 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 no. Let me Wait, what? I think that's. I think you're talking about the mother boxes. Mother no, 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 boxes no, no. are like fast pass. Well, okay. What I was saying is like, he can conquer worlds, but having the anti life is just like, all right, I don't have to actually spend time conquering this. I'll just, you know, I'll just take control. Not even that. It's the also the Disneyland app. <laughs> it's all of it. It's, it's part time. It's, it's the fast pass. Just keep conquering. trying to connect. Like, <laughs> Disneyland. <laughs> Disneyland uh, is anti-life. While yeah, we're talking we're about, to say. you know, anti-life and dark side, the resurrection scene to Superman. Oh my God. It has done so much more better in this movie. Yeah. So much more Dude, better. You heard Okay. It. Okay. So much better. So much better in this movie than it is in oh Justice League. Oh my gosh. It's so bad. It's, and I love how it has consequences. It's That's the whole entire. Okay. That's because yeah. oh, usually like, honestly, if this was, if it was any other reason bringing back Superman, I would hate it unless it brought consequences. So, but they they gave it consequences. Superman doesn't talk at all for the entire fight, and but I do not. But obviously, we don't hear "Do you bleed?" Which I'm pretty disappointed. But like yeah. even that, and the CGI stash. Even like when Cyborg is connected to the Mother Box and turning on, he has the vision of the future. Um, and oh, dude, that yeah, that blew gosh. us away. We had no idea that was gonna be in there. Yeah. Me and Clint Were looked you, at each other and was like, "Did we miss him?" You legit see the death you of Lois. Blink and all of a sudden it's the end of it was everything. Just like you know, one woman's just like burning. She's got the two coins <laughs> on her eyes. Like, damn, what, what, what? Dark Lois side is dead. Superman holding dead. Lois's bones. Dark side's got the anti-life. and Dark side's like, hey, <laughs> it's all right. I killed her. Cut <laughs> off your hands. Yeah, at that scene, Superman's become susceptible to it. Yeah. Um, like that is so cool because Cyborg is seeing this and you don't know whether or not it's a, you know, a permanent future of him coming back or the possible outcome. Right. Mm-hmm. And but I guess like basically in the end, you basically know. Because honestly, it's just. It's the future. It's just scenes from Justice League 3. Oh, yeah. Or 2. Yeah. 3. 2. Would it be 2? Mm-hmm. Definitely yeah. the nightmare scene at the end. Is but then three. watching it a second time, I didn't catch this the first time. Cyborg actually says no to Flash. Like after he has that vision, he's like, no. And then Flash is like, all right, go. And then goes. So, oh, wow. I didn't even notice that. So yeah. happy. The second time I made sure to put on subtitles. Yeah. No, yeah. All right. What were you going to say, Clint? Or oh, Peter? <laughs> yeah, no. He, he says no, but Barry thinks he says go. Oh. Batman says go. That's what matters. No, no Batman's just do it. That's Consequences just, just do it. Just do it. Come on. <laughs> Yeah. Because the mother boxes, remember, like Cyborg was created from the mother box, so it's basically like warning him. He to, knows the consequences. Like, oh, what could happen if Superman comes back? Right. And that's one of the reasons. And it's not really explained in the theatrical cut, but like in you know the Snyder cut, it's basically like, oh, that's why his why his armor's defense system shoots back at Superman. Oh, dude, it's even even the Kryptonian ships. Like, uh, I don't know about this. This is a bad hey, idea. Fam, this ain't a good yeah. idea. Yeah, you just hear the Kryptonian yeah, come ship on. in the background. Like, nah, 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 bro, nah man. This ain't it. This ain't it. This ain't <laughs> it. This ain't it's it, the dog. same like warning that it gives when uh, Doomsday is being created. If you yeah. think about that, yeah, yep. That's so <laughs> cool. probably even worse. Like, I don't know. I love how like you know, even though when you know Flash was doing the spark, you know to get enough uh electricity to light the mother bucks 
how it like even reverses time because you know how he explains it is like you know it messes with space time and that's how it like reverses that time in that moment. You know in the Justice League one, you don't even know why there's a picture of Pa Kent in there. You just don't. <laughs> it just fell. <laughs> you know one of the things that me and Ryan were talking about the other night is just like Flash. Okay, so the box had already fallen in the water, but Flash is going so fast that it reverses out so he can yeah. touch it holy that that is fast like he's reversed he's going so fast in the time he's reversing it it's so hard to explain and also when we're on the subject of like superman coming back to life what the how they explain like how the mother boxes work they did that so yeah. well oh yeah like you know like how a house like if you have a couple of matches you can burn a house and you know the house turns to dust yeah. the mother box can turn the dust back into a house it's just matter it's just matter recreated it's just matter recreated. It matter. It's not magic or anything like that. It's just redoing something. It's like at the atomic level, just changing everything. Change machines, basically. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Change machines. Change machines. Change machines. Yeah, it's like you said. It's so cool how they explain that, which we obviously don't get an explanation. Of that. Yeah, I don't really, but it's just so well how they do it. And also, what I even noticed in that scene. I'm sorry, I keep comparing the other one. But, like, in the other one, it's just a CGI shot. Like, you don't – in the Snyder Cut, it's an actual pan of all of them talking about it. I'm, because I'm pretty sure even in the Justice League one, that wasn't actually Gal Gadot. Like, she just did the, you know, the voice work over it. And, she like, they even, like, deep faked her face well, onto the – Well, no, she was there for that. Uh, but she was there without anyone else. Yeah, yeah. So, that's what the scenes yeah. that were all of them are together, it's like, she's staring off and – there's kind of just not anyone actually there. It's, yeah. it's a whole mess. And it just looks horribly edited. That's why it's... Makes her look like she doesn't know how to it's act. It's small which... things like that that just make this all the more wild. Even just more ex- explanations of things. Yeah. And even the, the Superman coming back, bro. Like, that. even some things are similar, but it's just so much better. The tone, even, even some of the... You know, there's more... A little bit more of a tussle with the other heroes that Superman goes through. And the music is just so much better. Mm-hmm. And you don't... Because <laughs> in Joss League, it's just a meme. Superman just flies over and, you know, backslaps Batman. Oh. It's like, oh, 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 something's definitely bleeding. <laughs> it's, it's so bad. It's like so bad, it's funny. It's so bad, it's funny. Like, me and Clint have been quoting that all day. You won't oh. let me live. You won't let me die. The, the world needs you. But doesn't need you. you. Tell so, me, do so you bleed? Do you bleed? You know what kills me about that scene? Me and Denver talk about how just Superman <laughs> just floats over to Batman. <laughs> the way it's shot, it's just such a meme. He's just so funny. <laughs> oh my gosh! But yeah, that whole sequence was so, so cool, mm-hmm. so cool. And also, one of my favorite things about this movie is they lose once, and then after that, they're like, all right. We can't do this on our own. Like, we really can't. And we they, need the big gun. And they even show that in the final battle. Like, they definitely would not have been able to defeat Steppenwolf. Superman like, was, I mean, not Superman, but, like, uh, Steppenwolf was about to axe Cyborg in that moment. Yeah. Yeah, no, it would it would have been game over. Yeah. I, I don't know what you think, Peter, but they portray Steppenwolf at such a powerful XP level that, like, I don't even think the League Without Superman could beat him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, it's executed like so so well compared to the theatrical cut because like one we actually get to see the the league work together 
and like actually fight together versus just like them doing it individually yeah um so when you actually see steppenwolf fighting them it's like oh him it's not just him fighting wonder woman by herself and him fighting aquaman by himself it's like he's taking on all these heroes at the same time Mm -hmm. and then they still can't really beat him Mm -hmm. and then it's then superman shows up and saves the day so that's what actually makes that actually satisfying and then the final blow is only delivered after they lose the whole thing you know we're like the entire world is you know screwed without the flash and then um it's like a team effort thing where obviously superman is beating him down and all that but you know cyborg is the one who ultimately goes inside the mother box and yeah. splits it up and then aquaman stabs steppenwolf superman uh, punches him over yeah. to one so nice you know and so it's, it's like it's like moment. teamwork yeah you know, like, we yeah. actually see the league work together which is yeah. so so satisfying and something that we didn't see at all in the theatrical cut yeah for each one i I was telling the boys earlier it's like each one is justifiable for why they're there they couldn't do it or complete the mission without all of them working together Mm -hmm. which is so cool so cool that's exactly how it should be you you had the flash in this movie basically be you know maybe the most instrumental person in you know helping them win and then in the theatrical in the theatrical cut he's relegated to pushing a the truck of the Russian family away. Oh my god, I'm so glad they took oh that my out. God. Okay, I have a <laughs> I have a question to ask you guys actually. What's up? So who do you think's more the MVP during this movie? Cyborg or the Flash? Oh. Well, most valuable player. Think about it. Superman, trick question. No, I'm <laughs> okay, well, okay, obviously. <laughs> Batman, the well, I'd say the Flash. Batman was really the LinkedIn because, recruiter. Uh, everyone kind of I would just say goes yeah. Without I mean, even with Cyborg as their the key right there, everyone the mm-hmm. plan goes to complete crap without him going back in time, and that's the most valuable. But it was play. also his fault because he got shot, dumbass. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, just vibrating through. I need a second. Okay, but also, can we please talk about that scene? Uh, you into the Speed Force. Speed Force. Oh, oh yeah. Okay, so obviously, I was listening to this song when the 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 soundtrack came out. We we're listening oh, to so the day good. of, and I'm like, at the Speed Force is so good. Like what? And then when I actually start seeing that moment where you're like, he's on the ground and then he gets up and time stops and the explosion happens and it's just like paused and he has his hand out and th- that, you know, our Peggy eater starts and I'm like, oh, here we go. And then like he, I realized he literally runs so fast that he gets there before it exploded like that. He undoes like, time and it gets there before. Yeah, it's like, like where he was at a certain point in time, it exploded. And he ran so fast that he got there. You see Superman first. like reconstructing like, his bones and like, yeah. like Cyborg's so face cool. is like reconstructing. It's yeah. so yeah. cool. But I will also say that during that scene, I, I'm I got, I'm such a hard on for this scene, man. Oh, I agree. Like there's like the I honestly I, the first time around I wasn't a fan of the dialogue. Like it was saying you're the best of the best. I'll make you proud, Dad. Like and like come on, Barry, you gotta go faster than the speed of light. You gotta go now. Like at first I was like eh, eh. But then rewatching it, I'm like, honestly, when I'm dirt biking and it's just my helmet on and I just can't hear anything, I'm just like in this state of solitude where it's just me. And I honestly, I talk to myself. I'm like, oh, bro, that was a sick, that was a sick burnout. Or like, just like, keep random, going, Ryan. You can't stop. <laughs> Come on, Ryan. You got to go faster than the speed of sound. <laughs> <laughs> just just got to go faster than the speed of light. Come on, you got to go. There you go. Faster than the speed of Evan. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that but, is the ultimate speed. <laughs> no, Evan is the ultimate speed. Uh, really, Kirk Kensler. Um, but, like, yeah, it's so believable. Like, 
why wouldn't you be talking to yourself? You're like in this state of solitude where it's just you. Like it's so lonely. Um, but I, I just, it's such an epic moment. Helps him focus and everything he's fighting. Yeah, and I love how his real mo- motive is like my dad. Like yeah. I want to be make my dad proud. I want to get him out of prison. I want to be reunited. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was gonna go back to even when Superman goes to the ship. I love the the two the dialogue between Pa Kent oh. and Jor El because I mean. Superman's got both Kevin Costner and Russell Crowe as his father. I mean, that's that's OP. That's yeah. more OP than just his powers. All right. Yeah, facts. Oh, and yeah. like, Flight 2. Flight yeah. 2. Picks the black suit. Mm. And you, you, I just like get all these flashbacks to the Man of Steel promos uh, when this happened mm-hmm. because they're like two one minute promos with uh, just monologuing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Monologuing with uh Jor-El and then another with uh Jonathan Kent. Just yeah. just talking about two like different visions for the for their son, but they converge yeah. in this like beautiful way. Yeah. That's, they're talking about the same thing, but yeah. different uh viewpoints, I guess. Yeah. Exactly. It's so cool. And it's just like it's like it makes me think of like where this all started, you know, it was Man of Steel. Yeah. The Man of Steel. Oh and, oh my gosh, when he shows up and you basically, like, when he shows up to stop the axe with Steppenwolf and, you know, you finally see his freeze breath, breaks Steppenwolf's, like, sword. Not impressed. Because it's Superman. Uh-huh. It's just like, man, th- this is the Superman. This you know, is a superhero. You know who that was watching this movie? Danny. Not impressed. Not impressed. <laughs> oh. Hey, hey, we drop. said we weren't going to name her. We said we weren't going to name drop. I had drop. to. I had to. <laughs> oh. Fine. Sorry, Danny. Yeah, it's taken directly from a comic panel, too, kind of. It's like, yeah. I apologize. Steppenwolf yeah. hits him with the axe, and but Superman's just like, Steppenwolf, hello? Indestructible? The music in that, though. It's yes. just like, you know, the, the Superman theme, it's always like, it feels like it's always building to something. And that's like, it felt like, it felt like it's peak. It's mm-hmm. like peak. And then you go right into like the Man of Steel score, and that montage of them just like, you know, kicking around Steppenwolf together. It's just like, I was just like, please. Oh yeah, dude! Superman just wails on. Oh, it's cuts so off, cool. Cuts off his horn. Cuts off his horn with his laser yep. eyes. How cool is that? Yeah, that was it. Was yeah. Honestly, I felt so bad for Steppenwolf in this movie. Like he gets decapitated, <laughs> and when your head gets decapitated, you can actually see for the next like ten seconds. Get stepped on. So like he literally was like back home. I'm finally home, and then you know, Darkseid steps on his head. Oh, just a giant <laughs> fu to Darkseid. <laughs> yeah. That. That moment, just like, you know, Aquaman impales him, Superman delivers the punch, and then Wonder Woman does a backflip, yeah. cuts off your head, and Darkseid's just watching this like, what? Yeah, like, we were all watching, we all Dang knew this it, was coming. come on. Like, we saw the storyboards, like, we saw the, like, the image of, you know, Aquaman holding him. Um, but yeah, like we saw that. Yeah. Just, just, you know, watching it play out was awesome. Yeah, yeah, because we talked about that before. It's just like, we knew that was going to happen. We knew Wonder Woman... Was gonna cut off his head, but just seeing it, yeah. Like exactly. even then, I was like surprised. Yeah, just so cool. Yeah, I mean, Superman Rising Part Two, like Part Two. I looked over to Peter Nut. and I was like, "Yeah, he's crying for sure." Yeah, I know he was. <laughs> so, Peter, what was Not the yet. cry count? We need to know. I, I'm gonna guess three. 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 So I teared up. I think like three times, but I only actually like <laughs> shed a tear once, and that was during Flight 2.0. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I think I think mine was twice. Yeah, no, I I just I love like the reverence that Zack Snyder gives to Superman. 
yeah. like not only through Man of Steel and BBS, but even in like this movie, like he's the guy who like inspired the other heroes. Like he's yeah. the reason the league is coming together. Yeah. Like yeah. he brought Batman out of, you know, the place that he was in and giving him hope again. He is um brought wonder woman back like the flash says in this movie he was my hero yeah Mm -hmm. and it's it's like so so cool to see and even though he didn't have as much screen time obviously because he only actually like comes in like chapter five um it was just like every like you know scene he was in i was just like you know that's it right there I would mm-hmm. say like him showing up and get you know with the axe and everything that that's that's like a same scene as like Thor showing up in Wakanda. Yeah, it's just like it's so epic. All right, so you've listened to the first half of our audio, so make sure you stay tuned for the rest, um, part two, which you can begin right now. Um, so stay tuned for that, and you'll find out how we actually would rank this among some other popular films, <clears throat> Avengers. Stay tuned for that. <laughs>